those things and God has given me a little me to take care of. So every time I tell him to do something, it's like I'm trying to convince my little self, like, you know, because I've created that. And right. It's my personality that's in him that's made him like sass me in these ways. And I'm turning like, you little shit. And I'm like, oh, it's like I'm talking to myself as a kid. I wonder if God ever had that issue with Jesus when he's praying, like he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, take this away from me. Stop whining. Just like me. Those humans are so much easier than, than this. I gotta just flood those motherfuckers down the drain, just wash them down the toilet bowl. Jesus, I just need you to do this thing for me. But have you ever thought about this option over here? Gee, mm, okay. Sometimes I think I made the wrong choice with Lucifer. Should I kept him here? Not that he was another son. I don't know where I was going. Oh, no, that that's very much in the Mormon tradition. Is it really? It yeah. was like a good kid, bad kid thing. Little did everyone know that Beer and Bible is actually a secret Mormon podcast. <laughs> we, we'll have to get one of the elders to comment on that. Yeah. I mean, we're we're about as Mormon as we are Christian, really. Like, like yeah. I mean, standard, quote-unquote, standard mainline American Christianity. We're sort of like, here's the stuff we're talking about. And when I say it, I, I know, and we say it a lot, we love our elders, our Mormon elders. Like, the guys that have been around us and that we've had spent some time with, they are like they might not approve of us saying this, but they are fucking amazing. Agreed. Like, when those people, when they come knock at your door, invite them in and just if you're religious, if you're not religious, let them come in and just hang out. Like don't even. I mean, you can let, like you can let them missionalize or missionary to you a little, whatever they preach yeah. to you a little bit. But they're fucking good people. Yeah, and we love these guys. We got a bunch of 18, 19, 20, maybe we might have had a 21-year-old. These guys are just like 20-year-old guys and girls. We had some some chicks oh, yeah. that are like, they are on a two-year journey learning about America and hanging out, doing their thing. Yeah. And we love them. Yeah, they're awesome. Yes. They just, just come out and hang out and decompress. Like, the Bible, was a, it was a safe yeah. space for all. Yeah. Don't offer beer or coffee or tea. Right. Guess no, get- offer it because that's... that's uh, uh, polite, but oh yeah, but th- they won't take it because they're amazing. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Maybe we are like we're actually Mormon agents disguised as podcasters. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone, welcome to Beer and Bible. I am Neil, lead questioner, architect, researcher. He who remains, and this is uh, Chris, the official Bible reader and official beer drinker of the podcast, and official apparently. Uh, shitty dad. Or not shitty, but just dad. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like <laughs> hopefully every dad listening. Coping dad. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, of which, what are you using to cope tonight? Uh, it's same old, same old. Again, old man, dad, Voodoo Ranger, Juicy Haze IP8. It's in the white can. You can find it at your local grocer. Um, tell them that 1985. Actually, let's do this. We need to create a movement. If anyone is listening, it's like a space. Like, you know, you're dead in space. Like, the engines went out. Maybe there's some fucking xenomorphs on board. You're just floating around in space, just like last ditch, end of the line effort. Send a transmission out and just tell them, put 1985s on the menu year round. It's a seasonal beer. I love those stupid fucking mango IPAs. Tell them to put them, put them out all year. Come on, New Belgium. This is the one mir- miracle that we want Jesus to perform. I'm going to do some weird David Blaine thing where I tape myself to the side of a skyscraper in New York butt-ass naked and just poop on myself if they don't make this a year-round beer, okay? I'm not going to do that because I would probably... 
I become a the, like the face of a movement, which I don't want all that weight on my on my back or on my shoulders. So I'm not gonna do. It. I'm gonna stay on my farm. But yes, for the love of crime. We need those 1985s. Speaking available. of somebody, speaking of somebody who was trying to start a movement, we are talking tonight about John the Baptist. Ooh, I love that guy. So, Didn't he may may or may not have done hallucinogens at some point, or um. The Hill People, didn't they do like some L or uh, potentially, yes, potentially, yeah. So, John the Baptist, people, when we last left him, we left him in jail, not for drug possession, for preaching the gospel, for preaching the gospel. So, last time we left him, he was sitting in jail, he would have been uh, arrested by Herod, he was being kept as a political prisoner. Because, could you imagine if John the Baptiste was around, um, during the um. Oh, what what did they call it? The when the Catholics were killing everybody for not believing? Oh, the the Inquisition. The Inquisition. Could you imagine that if he was still living in the river, like immortal John the Baptist? He still baptized people. He's like, somebody comes in, like, hey, we need to be quiet, but I want to get baptized. And he's like, well, why do we need to be quiet? Because they're like, well, we're getting baptized here, and the church is killing everybody. So I don't want to think I'm doing some witch shit. And he's like, really? He's like, I got killed for talking about this shit. Like. How the tables have turned. Yes. How weird. <laughs> we do need to get into that conversation of how we have not actually killed off John yet in the book of Matthew. Oh, shit. So that's what Spoiler we're doing. Spoiler alert. Yeah. That is what we're doing tonight, actually, since we've already brought it oh, up. Oh, that makes me so sad. Yeah. I love John. So he was cool. Yeah. So last time we left him, he was in a dungeon and he was having a crisis of faith, if you will. Yep. He was the first person in the Gospel of Matthew to see Jesus, which, again, it's kind of cool. We keep talking about these <laughs> stages of Matthew where he will have a mention of John going throughout every little break in Matthew up until this point. John kind of becomes a, a staple of like, he, he kind of, John becomes the bar at some point, doesn't he? Where it's like, if you set the bar, like, they talk about him a lot. Yes, where yeah. they're kind of like, this dude's out there. I guess you can't really be more committed than that. You're eating fucking locusts, doing a little acid here and there, or some mushrooms, and you're just out in a river just dunking people. Like, I can't remember. That I can't, sounds fun or taxing. I'm not sure. I can't remember if we've already said it or not, but at one point, Jesus will say, no one is greater than John the Baptist. Yes, I remember that. I, well, I, I don't, my sub- subconscious remembered it. Yeah. Because I have a drinking hobby. But now that you say it, I remember, like... Everybody's a fan. Everybody likes John. Yeah. So, except for apparently the Jews and the Roman government. Yes. Let's go back. You just said everybody likes John. And you said except for the Jews and the Roman government. Let's f- go back earlier in the story. They all liked him. Everyone was going out to see what he was. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, all political spectrums were like, who oh, is this right. guy? Because weren't they there when he baptized Jesus? Yes. And then yeah. the soldiers, the, you're talking about the Roman government? Mm-hmm. The Roman soldiers actually went out and checked it out as well. The, every, yeah, he's harmless. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Everybody thought he was he was just the guy who was living what he said. He's the surfer dude on the beach where like even the cops go down and they're like, he thinks sketch be going in? and he's got a joint in his mouth. He's like, Nah man, I mean, there was some dude trying to start some shit the other day. I told him to get the fuck out of here and like we're cool. Like and they're like John's cool, but like yeah, the other cops looking at him, he's like, dude's kinda sketchy. He's like, nah man, he's cool. He never causes any trouble. He's down here. He gotta like Make sure everything's cool down here anyway. Like, he kind of polices the place himself. He keeps yeah. everybody chill. He's keeping them on the same, la- same wavelength. We're not worried about him. Yeah. It's Hippie John. So, this the surfer guy on the beach with the long hair, the crazy beard, because he was a Nazarite, so he had he didn't drink alcohol. Psychedelics might have been in there, which I think we're probably putting in there, by the way. If any of you are like, John, type in John Doe. Hey, I didn't see that in the commandments anywhere. It, I'm not... <laughs> 
we are imposing that. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, just just in case you guys are thinking that there's some sort of historical strong evidence, there's not any strong no, no, evidence no. for John doing psychedelics, but we're not going to say no right now. Maybe one day we'll get into psychedelic use in the Bible. Not tonight. I do want to talk about John. What if I do some psychedelics while we're talking about psychedelics on the podcast? Everyone, Wait, that that's still legal in the state of Virginia. Never mind. I mean... We can record in any state. <laughs> That's a true. sober state. Or... Special from Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so John was at the River Jordan, which is this historical location where the people of Israel crossed into Israel. And so what he was doing was calling people to repent. This is during a time of Roman occupation, and he's saying to everybody, repent, which means to turn. And that is he was trying to get them to turn back to back to what? To the kingdom of heaven. The same thing that John and Jesus, their message so far has been identical all the way through. Yep. John started it. Jesus comes through and completes it sort of thing. And so John ended up getting arrested by Herod because he, he was calling out specifically uh, this issue that Herod had, which we're, we're going to get into in a little bit tonight about what the beef is between Herod and John. Plus, I'm sure they knew where to get him. He didn't. He was probably glued to that river. Yeah. Jesus is moving around, kind of hard to get a beat on. John's just All- living in a van down by the river. <laughs> Always. Also, what? Who are you looking for? I'm looking for a guy that wears camel skin, hasn't cut his hair or his beard in ever, and so it's pretty easy to find. Like everybody knows who John is. Anyways, he is arrested. He is kept by Herod, and then there's this point where John is getting worried, and he actually asks this question: Is he asks if Jesus is the Messiah? This is this one that was supposed to be this revolutionary leader that was going to come and save and rescue the Jewish people and establish this kingdom of heaven. And so John is thinking that Jesus is supposed to be this. He starts to doubt a little bit about it, oh. and he sends his disciples—that is, the people that follow the John, the disciples of John. That I'm John, now remembering this yeah, story. Yeah. yeah, the groupies, and they go and ask Jesus. And what does Jesus send him back with? He says. Tell them that you see the, that the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear. And all of this is echoes of the stories of the Messiah coming. The line that is missing here is, and the prisoners will be set free. Mm. And so John is left in that dungeon. And something else you've got to respect is that Jesus doesn't say, go tell John this thing. He says, tell, tell John what you saw. So yeah. his disciples are like, yeah, Jesus said just to tell you all these things that we just saw. So it all matches up. So John, I think this is my now I'm I'm telling you what is true about the Bible. And what I'm doing is importing this idea that we're Tarantino might have been thinking about this. So with that, let us read Matthew chapter 14, one through two. All right. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus. And he said to his attendants, this is John the Baptist. He's risen from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Okay, so we, uh, spoiler alert, it says that this is John that has risen from the dead. Kind of strange, because we actually haven't told us that John is dead. So it's almost like Matthew's like, and he is risen from, oh wait, I forgot to tell you about how John died. So now he's going to go back and tell you that. That's weird that he starts it like that. And imagine going um, to this point, like imagine picking up this Bible, and for some reason, like your random time, the one time your parents convinced you to go to this fucking place and go to church. Like you'd heard about it, or like, or just imagine hearing this, where it's like, wait, John, John pulled the Jesus trick, like he came back from the dead, like, could you imagine just like going to a service and be like, wait a minute, that would almost like make me want to pick up a Bible and be like, 
what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, yeah. So there is... There it's were, like starting with... That's a total Tarantino, starting with a cliffhanger. Right. So some scholars have thought that there was a Jewish idea of a prophet being raised in the end times. So maybe Herod thought, oh, gosh, this is like the end times. Like, I've heard about this before. Uh, Herod the Great wasn't a big biblical scholar, so I'd be very surprised if his son, Herod the uh, Antipas... Is so the, this isn't Worm King. This is his dad. Yes, yes. Yeah, so... Okay. Yes. If you go back, I <coughs> highly recommend... Going and checking out our Christmas special from 2022, that gives you an explanation of who Herod, the word king is, the earlier Herod. Yeah. That would be his father. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is, is the son of the one that like tried to murder Jesus as a baby. Yes. This is his son. Yes. So why do they name it? God, that's why I would never name like Ryder Chris Jr. Oh, like, you one that would be a NASCAR driver's name. And two, like. How would you know? It'd be like, oh, Chris and Chris. That would just be annoying. Right. Well, tonight I have a whole section of, I'm going to be reading a bunch of names and it's going to be way worse. I promise. It's like the Spider-Man thing where they're all three pointing at each other. It's like Herod then said to Herod, who said to Herod, who was like Herod and then Herod, Herod, Herod. And they're all like, yeah, whose daughter is, uh, yeah. Her- Herodias. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. We're getting- I remembered something from the Bible. Through the haze. Yes. We're going to get through that. So Josephus in Wars 1599 a deceased person could come back and empower another living person. So that's why Jesus can do superhuman things. Like, oh, once he come back, and now he can do more stuff. It's because the ne- Necronomicon. That's yeah. what lets him do it, right? Yes. That's a great <laughs> way. Yeah. Uh, but look at the day. So maybe it is the resurrection, but only for a specific purpose, out of, uh, like after death, like the whole, I, yeah, I've got unfinished business. Maybe the report of miracles reminds Herod of what John says. Uh, you know, John at one point was just like, strike me down. I'll become more powerful than you could ever imagine. <laughs> okay. That's made up. That's, that's made up. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, it, it could happen. <laughs> uh, there is a concept of Jewish reincarnation. I just don't know how early and it's definitely not in the exact same form that you are thinking of. If you're thinking of like Buddhism, or yeah, Hindi, Hindi or, reincarnation, yeah. it's not the same thing. Maybe one day I will talk about that a little bit further about some re- uh, reincarnation things. But well, if you're talking about like philosophies of like all that, or or just like Judaism stuff, they're always like the heaven thing. So I could see that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway, yeah. Another time, another place. All right. Let's go ahead and continue with the story and read verses three through five. Let's do it. Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Fucking Philip. For John had been saying to him, "It is not lawful for you to have her." Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered him a prophet. Oh, that was, oh, was there more? Is there yeah, more? no, 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 you're you're good there. Sorry. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Keep, keep going. Sorry. Okay, but that that's funny. That's some that's some Game of Thrones shit. Like as as is tradition in the Bible. <laughs> My favorite part about that that I never noticed is he's talking to Herod about his brother Philip's wife. You have to realize that Philip's wife is Herod's current wife. That's what he's getting after. So what happened is Herod married his brother Philip's like while Philip was alive. Yeah. So he didn't kill him first? No, no. God, he could have at least done him the fucking damn decency of killing him first before he right. took his wife from him. Well, then it might have been a little bit more permissible under Jewish law what is called the liveric oh. marriage. That's a whole other conversation. Well, John's like there. And John's up there telling about. It. He's like, "You know, the right way to do it would have been to murder your brother and then marry his wife." Hold on, let me explain I- I'll, you should have gone the King David route. I will come back. Actually, David did it wrong as well because he <laughs> slept with her, then killed the. Oh you know, God! It, it's an order of operations thing. You got to kill the person first, then marry the wife. They have to be in the ground. 
And then there's no sin. So let me sort of explain this a little bit further. So the Herod Antipas, the one that here has John in jail, yes. is married to a woman named Herodias. That's weird in itself. Herod- That'd be like Stacy and Stacy. If my name was Stacy and Stacy's name was Stacy. Or my ne- name would be like Stacem or something. And she's Stacy. And it's like we call each other Stace for short. That would yeah. just be weird. I would jump off a cliff. I actually know a couple named Jamie and Jamie. Anyways, so he is now married to Herodias. He met her, I think, when he was visiting his brother up in Rome earlier. So he goes up there. He's like, hey, Philip, what's up? Whoa. (laughs) Who is this? Oh, it's my wife. Hmm. And what a sad thing, too, because you would think if you're some kind of ruler, you wouldn't have a problem meeting chicks. Like, instead, you have to go and, like, like, fucking, like, cop off somebody else's game that they've like pulled and be like i'm the king i've been taking your wife well i can't remember the exact lineage of herodias there might have been some good political reasoning for that as well and i heard one scholar Hegg. he was making the argument that among the roman aristocracy there was a lot of switching of partners and a lot of times you couldn't just leave your husband you would need to leave your husband for someone of equal or greater political power or you know your husband might come back cheat and attack down. Them. You can't go with like an uglier partner. You have to like you know yeah. There has to be a benefit because then your partner's like well sure. Like, and well, you also need protection. You, yeah. If you're your wife, you need to be thinking strategically of I'm going to make sure I have protection from my ex husband. So she might have gone oh well why would I stay with Philip when I can move up to the king of Judea. Yeah. I heard the worms went out in the last uh, generation. Yeah yeah we're fine on this one. So let's go ahead and read Leviticus 18.16 in 2021. Oh, poo-poo. Now i got to flip through. All right, Leviticus Leviticus 18, verse 16. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife. That would dishonor your brother. So right there you have a Levitical word straight from the Torah, like the most holy of holy books within Judaism, saying, hey. There's no gray on that one. No. no. There's no gray here. <laughs> you could argue from a leveret marriage, which is a whole different thing. And uh, if I can say that very succinctly, you have a situation where you have a brother married to a woman. If the older brother passes away and he does not have children, very specifically, if he does not have children, we have a problem because we have a woman who is now a widow. If she had remained married to the elder brother, she would have received all of the benefits of him owning land. Her son would then also inherit said land. And so that when she got older, she would have been taken care of. Yeah, she said. So you have to think of it as when a eldest son passes away and his wife has no children, she is in the situation where she married somebody and of no fault of her own, she now doesn't have a future financial situation set up so there would be some discussion this wasn't from what i have read in rabbinic literature this wasn't quite a sort of barbaric the woman gets passed down it was more of what is going to be best for her financial situation moving forward to which they would have this conversation of okay if she had had a son she would have been taken care of by her husband's family she would be fine right so what we can do is if she will have a son by one of the brothers and this is not a negotiable thing this is not something where you the younger brother i think gets less say in this as she does from what i've read and so the the important part is taking care of her needs right it's It's not like she just has to take the second silver medal it's just like 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. If, and if you're cool with this, like, yeah, <clears throat> she's taken care of, and the family, and then the plot of land that would have gone to her husband will now be inherited by her son. But, but <laughs> that is if the husband pa- the husband passes if away. That motherfucker's still alive and kicking. It is. Com- you are not allowed to go bang his wife. Right. So that is completely wrong. All right, now it is my turn to read. I'm going to be reading from Josephus' account about this very similar thing here. About this time, Aratas, the king of Arabia Petria, and Herod had a quarrel. On the account of the following, Herod the Tetrarch had married the daughter of Aratas and had been living with her a great while. But when he was once at Rome, he lodged with Herod. So he's married to Aratas' daughter. He lodges with his brother Philip, who was his brother indeed, but not by the same mother. So we already have two Herods. For this Herod, which I think is Philip, is the son of the high priest Simon's daughter. However, he fell in love with Herodias. So Herod is married to Herodias, but she's now being picked up by Herod. I'm so confused. You following this? I'm so confused. Everybody's just fucking at this <laughs> yes, point in yeah. my mind. Uh, however, he, this is going to be Herod Antipas, who is the one who's the Tetrarch over the uh, Galilee area. Yes, 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 He fell in love with Herodias, the, this last Herod's wife, who was the daughter of Aristobulus, their brother, and the sister of Agrippa the Great. That would be Herod the Great, Worm King. Worm boy. This man ventured to talk uh, to her about marriage between them. So he's already like, hey, you want to get married? She's like, but I'm already married. <laughs> Which address, when she admitted... An agreement was made for her to change her habitation and to come to him as soon as she should return from Rome. One article of this marriage also was this, that he should divorce Eratos' daughter. So, I will marry you. You need to divorce this king of Arabia, Petria area. Mm -hmm. So he does that. All right. Now, some of the Jews thought that the destruction of Herod's army came from God and that very justly as a punishment of what he did against John. That was called the Baptist, for Herod slew him, that killed him, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, who was a good man. He slayed. Yeah. <laughs> and commanded the Jews to exercise virtue, both as to righteousness towards one another and piety towards God. See, he, everyone loved him. And so to come to baptism, for that was the washing with water, would be acceptable to him if they made use of it, not in order of the putting of away or the remission of, of the sins only, but for the purification of the body, supposing still that the soul was thoroughly purified beforehand by righteousness. Now, when... Supposing. Yes. Now, when many others came in crowds about him, for they were greatly moved or pleased by the hearing of the words... Herod, who feared lest the great influence John had over the people, might put into his power and inclination to raise a rebellion, for they seemed ready to do anything that he should advise. So this is him thinking, oh, shoot, just like we have with Jesus. Some people get worried about Jesus starting a revolution. John might start a revolution. That's what Josephus is saying here. That it best by putting him to death to prevent any mischief that he might cause. (laughs) Any mischief. And not bring himself into difficulties by sparing a man who might make him repent of it when he should be too late. Accordingly, he was sent a prisoner out of Herod's suspicious temper to Maheras, the castle before I mentioned, and was there put to death. Now, the Jews had an opinion that the destruction of this army was sent as punishment upon Herod and a mark of God's displeasure against him. So Herod loses the war, and the Jews are like, well, it's because he killed John the Baptist. <laughs> Yeah. All right. But Herodias, so going back to the wife here, but Herodias, their sister, was married to Herod Philip, the son of Herod the Great, who was born of Mariamne, 
the daughter of Simon, the high priest, who had a daughter, Salome, after whose birth Herodias took upon her to confound the laws of our country and divorce herself from the husband while he was alive and was married to Herod Antipas. This is the one that we're talking about now. Her husband's brother, by the father's side, he was the Tetrarch of Galilee. <laughs> that was a lot. Yes, but we can see that this story in the Bible is attested in Josephus as well. Yeah. With a little bit more of a political, less spiritual, I don't know, this isn't terribly spiritual, but a little more political spin on it. Yeah. Let's go ahead and read 6 through 12. Let's do it. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for them and pleased Herod so much. Oh, God, that's just. It gets worse. That he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, give me her on a platter, the head of John the Baptist. Fuck a duck in the buck. Um, the king was distressed. Oh, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. Fuck. It, it, that's crazy, too, that he was like, he was distressed. He's like, no. Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. So she's like, that goes back to the Game of Thrones thing. She's like the degenerate, like, crazy one. of like His wife, Herodias? Yeah, yeah. Bring, yeah. bring his fucking head! Well, it's making things very difficult for her to maintain status and power in the area. And it could also be a, another thing of this man that maybe he's been love. trying to tamp it down some. He's like, look, we're going to maintain appearances. We've got to like play it cool. This guy hasn't really been starting a lot of shit. He's a fucking nobody. And she's like, no, this could be something that's going to bite us in the ass. Like we need to get rid of this guy. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to understand. I'm dealing with Rome up here. I got this, the Jewish people, like these people that I'm trying to like, I don't rule them. I'm trying to keep them in line, like trying to keep them satisfied so that they're not like, there's not going to be a fucking revolt, like some fucking uprising. Right. And then he's like, you know, he's a little drunk. He's hanging out at the party. He's like, anything you want, like you're doing, like, let's, you know, and she's like, well, I want John's fucking head. And he's like, mother fuck of all the things. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Now I'm fucked, like, because it's either you or him. Yeah. And I've got to choose Cutting his head off because... Also, he, he has declared this in front of people. Today, we have it on tape. We're like, hey, uh, remember this politician when he promised he was going to go do this? Yeah. Play back the tape. It's similar. He's at a party, his birthday, and he's celebrating. And he invites this girl out to dance. And <laughs> as far as we're looking, we're kind of trying to understand what this word is. We don't really know much about Salome when this took place. But the... Coracion, which is the diminutive form for the word uh, core, which is girl, it sort of indicates a little girl. Most scholars have tried to figure out how old she was, and they said probably around 12 or 14 years old. Mm. And this is the same word that is used earlier. Now, if you're like, okay, well, that's uncomfortable. Well, in the book of Matthew, it uses the same exact same word, this this uh, coracion, when it talks about the 12-year-old girl with Jarius' daughter. So, well, it's not to belittle any cultures or anything, but that was kind of a standard yeah. out there. It was like, or out, out, not out there, but like over in the middle. Like, Right, right. Funny thing you should say that is that the first time I was teaching this, one of the people that was sitting around the table actually pointed out, he's like, well, how old was Mary kind of thing. So, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, and it kind of reminded me and that. God uh, hovered over her, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah. 
Just he's just keeping with the holy godly standard there. <laughs> way to go, Herod. The faith of Herod all the way back again. What I think was explained a little bit better for me in understanding is that at that time in the cultures that after a woman had her first period, usually about one year later, she would be open to then start to be engaged. Yeah. So they were usually married pretty, you know, pretty early on. So this is early. Like, don't get me wrong. Even in the culture, this would be from what I understand right. of the culture, as much as I can see it from the West in the 20th, 21st century. <laughs> Forgot we're not in the nineties anymore in the 21st century. And I guess I need to adjust a little bit more that this one might've been, around or pretty close to that time period and and again we have some we have some wiggle room we also don't know if he was trying to say you know hey that girl i i have used the term girl to refer to somebody in their 30s oh yeah 100 percent. yeah i use guy for pretty much everyone now like yeah i could come across a group of young women that i run into at the gas station while i'm buying my beer and i'm like how are you guys doing that is true (laughs) that is true guy for everything now that is the guy is the safest pronoun. It's not ever. Be, well that and y'all, guy and y'all. Yeah, yeah. but uh, actually, one of my friends said that he works specifically in an environment where pronouns are very realized. I'll I'll say it like that, like for a big yeah. company. And he said one of the biggest advantages of moving to the south is y'all. <laughs> He's like, I use y'all in any email or any document, and there is yeah. no gender attached to that motherfucker. Yeah. So. We don't know. Again, it seems that there is a scholarly consensus around 12 to 14 based on the language of it all. So I also don't want to try and slide it away or discount it. Right. If you're asking me, I my guess, based on the amount of scholars that agree, based on the fact that it's used language, or the fact that Matthew uses it earlier, it does seem like we're talking about a 12 to 14-year-old. So yeah. middle school girl comes and dances in front of her stepdad. And uh, and he's interested in that. Now, some people have said this is really this is a crazy story, and they said like, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's no way that a guy's head would be cut off and then brought into a birthday party. Like, what in the world? Who who would say that? That's been the history of the human race. Like, are you kidding me? Like, if you go back to like medieval times or before that, it, it's just like that's that's what you would do. That's a trophy. That's just. Right. I'm not surprised by that. What surprises me the most, or not surprises me, but what catches me the most about this whole thing is that he was distressed. Oh, that Herod was? Herod was distressed. It's almost like, and what I, and this may not be, and I'm sure you'll shine some light on this, or shed some light on this, but um, the fact that, it, like, it's almost like he didn't want to do it. Yeah. You know? That does seem to be the implication. If it's not in Matthew, it's definitely in Mark or Luke or John yeah. and one of those where they, they've mentioned it and they actually do say that he didn't want it because he liked to go and hang out and talk with John the Baptist. Oh, really? Because that was going to be my next thing. It's like, I don't know if it was because not knowing enough about it. Again, I'm, I feel like I'm sitting here with the audience like during all this like, yeah. oh my God. Because if you're, if you're, imagine watching this as a fucking movie, dude. This is straight up a Game of Thrones episode. Where oh, the, yes. The good guy who's like the pious man. Like, that's, that's something you know about fucking game of thrones all the good people die yeah anybody that is a little bit good is gonna die like they're fucked from the start all the there are no heroes all the heroes die like at the end but i was wondering if herod was like distressed for political reasons or if he was distressed because he genuinely liked the guy 
It's both. I mean, here he is. He he has this guy that he likes. Like he's a, he's a friend. He's so he did like him. Yeah, like he had been going he, down because you just said he'd been going down like talking to him. Like, yeah. hey, let me. What if he? What if John fucking like it? Actually, what if Herod? This Herod is in heaven. Like John actually converted him while they were having their conversation. Wouldn't that be some fucking wild shit? That would be. Wouldn't that like in the end he's like you know his head's cut off. He had it brought up, and then in the end he's sitting there like in his last days, and he's like, God, if there's something that like I could glean from this, it's just like John like. I wish that had never happened, and I feel like something he said might be true. Like, you know. Well, I think this is really interesting because if I have my Herods correct, which there's 74 of them all living at the same time, <laughs> there are a lot. <laughs> this is the same Herod that is going to be the one that kills John, is going to be the one that decides to send Jesus to his death as well. When he wasn't keen on that either, was he? With that one, he just sort of discounted him. Yeah. It's, you know, the way you. Wait, s- who was the one that said it was. That he fucked up after Jesus died. He's like, we... What, that was one of the soldiers, wasn't it? Uh, like, there, we killed an innocent man or something like uh, that. There when is, Jesus dies? Yeah, when Jesus dies... There, or is that just some fucking bullshit? No, there is a soldier, when Jesus dies, he says, surely this was the son of God. Oh, that's right. That's but what I was thinking. But the Greek could be read either way. This is the son of God or a son of God. Oh. Because you have a polytheistic Roman soldier... Yeah. He doesn't necessarily. But either way, he knew guy. he was different. Like yes, this, this 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 thing I just did, some shit happened that has never happened before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, to your point, you have this Herod who is distressed, but he is passive enough to let the desires and the demands of a middle school girl tell him what to do. So he's still fucked up. He he still. He listened to his wife's, listened to his daughter when he had this opportunity. And this is, and I'm not trying to say that Herod himself was a good man. Right. But there is definitely this side of him that was allowing other people. And I, one of the reasons. It was, it was more willing to cave in on something rather than follow any kind of moral or yeah. any kind of code. Like, yeah. And you or, said, or to lead. In right. A certain point. And he is standing there in front of other people that are expecting it of him. Yeah. Just something I want to circle back to. Some people have tried to uh, argue it, and I suppose that this is an option here, is that the dance did not necessarily have to be sexual in nature, but a lot of people tend to see a drunken, debaucherous party. If you look at the whole picture, there's really... I, don't, I can't think of a lens you could shine on it to think otherwise, unless there's other transcripts around that would yeah. paint a different overall picture. I, I mean, maybe she did like a, a ballet a very PGG rated ballet. And then, uh, and then it was him just jokingly saying like drunk, drunkenly jokingly saying that there was one scholar who was saying because he was drunk, it doesn't mean that he made this decision because he was amorously interested in his stepdaughter, as much as it might've been a drunken, stupid, Oh, that was cute. That's adorable. Anything you want. But, well, and still it's the, it's what you surround yourself with. It's the fact that he's surrounded by this, child and this woman that would ask this of him and they were kind of it even almost seems like not to say it was i mean it almost seems like a militia or like a thing that was planned like where it's like if we need to like it was he's gonna get drunk and we're gonna put him on the spot and we're gonna get rid of this motherfucker yeah again game of thrones style dude it's like if best case scenario literal best case scenario he was a drunken fucking idiot Yes. That they were able to take advantage of, and they were, knew they were going to be able to take advantage of. So in that arc, there's really no redemption either way for him. Right. In this in this story, not saying he's burning the pits of hell, which he might be, but... 
at least in this story, he <laughs> makes the bad decision. Yeah, but really, there like he kind of set himself up to fail from the start. Like, yeah, wow, we went down some rabbit holes on this one. Eh? Yeah, and you know, with with Herod, we've already sort of alluded to it. There is a lot of connections between John's death and Jesus's death. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are both executed without a trial. Um, That's I didn't even think about that. That's fucking wild. He John was executed because of a drunk party. Yes. God dang. And then they were both seized and bound. The words for seized and bound are both used later on of Jesus, just like they were used with John here. Fuck a duck. That uh, sucks, man. They were both... Also, the, their deaths were disgraceful. One had their head cut off as a political prisoner. The other one was crucified to make an example of a political prisoner. Both of them were political deaths. Both were feared because of their popularity, because he was worried about John's uprising or his, his popularity. And then Jesus, one of the issues we'll get into, is that people started claiming him to be the son of David and the rightful king of Jerusalem, and which sort of inspired trying to get this trial and try and get him crucified quicker. And then both times, Roman official gives the execution orders under the pressure of others. So we, we see all of these connections. The thing that gets me, though, here's why this is probably one of my most interesting I hesitate to say favorite stories within Matthew. Favorite because it sits so uncomfortably. And welcome to the Beard Bible. We love questions. And this is we, where we thrive. Yeah, and we tolerate answers. <laughs> but you have this story of a guy named John who is bringing this kingdom of heaven. And when he he is the first person to ever claim that Jesus is the Messiah and say, this is the Messiah. First person in the book of Matthew. Then when he's in jail, John has this crisis where he has to ask is this the messiah are you the one or should we wait for another which is weird you're why the am i person. sitting here like, like yeah I, I know you're the messiah why am i here yeah and I, I, i've told people about you i came to the masses and told people about you why why am i in this jail like what did i wonder, what did i do to deserve this maybe i, wonder, I was wrong yeah i wonder if he's waiting to have Jesus come in kill Herod kill all the guards yeah and then like the then, punisher shit yeah then like you know Judas or James runs up and like with the keys like we're busting you out the like, we, like, king. yeah we got him and uh, and he he asks hey, are you the one and it's like hey the the deaf hear the blind see the lame walk and he knows the next line and I always I always think about this like you say one line and it's like saying a quote and the person knows the other side of the quote god it's like in uh church i've been to churches like lutheran and catholic churches where it's like um you know peace be to you and to you like you know the you know the next line yeah yeah yeah. but if nobody says that one to you yeah so the next line is the the prisoners are set free (laughs) and so i wonder if john is thinking about that like but 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 the deaf hear the lame walk the blind see as his head's being put on the chopping block. He's like, wait, he's like, I'm getting out of this. Like, I know I'm getting out. Yeah, like I, I'm supposed to, so you're thinking like he's very faithful. I'm sitting here like, if it was me, if I was John the Baptist, I'd be going WTF. Like that yeah. was, well, yeah, either like, yeah. And then he sends his people out like, fuck man, fuck. Like thinking about it and that I've got a couple beers in me, but 
Yeah, it just sort of ends, and it has no happy Jesus ending because the happy Jesus ending is he would come in like save him or oh, oh yeah, then, then like pops in. It's like yeah, you get the children's stories of mm. Dan- uh, so. By the way, there's a Bible story, and I didn't grow up with this thankfully, but you'd be like Daniel is this guy who's who's like John, a good guy. The king throws him into this den of lions to eat him up, and then like the next morning, the lions are like just That's laying good. around with yeah. him. He's like, oh, he got through. J- Jonah throws off the off the boat and is supposed to die. He gets eaten by a fish, spit up on shore, saved. Samson, he, he like fucked up, fuck boy for life. Even at the end, he got to take it. Like he still died, but he took everyone out around him. That yeah. would be like John going up, and instead of getting beheaded, like ripping the whole like castle down, and everybody dies like oh, with him. You know, like he's being pulled out there, getting his head chopped off by one of his his buddy, his friend, who was like a political friend. Like, hey, I know you arrested me. And, but we also still talk, and now it's like, hey, I'm going to go kill you. And I'm like, dude, I thought you weren't going to kill me. I thought, I thought you, I understood why you arrest. I don't know what's going on, but everything about this, he's alone. He has none of his followers. Fuck. There's no Jesus, no cousin. He's That's just, what that that fuck you fucked me up just now on that. Fuck you. That sucks because like I'm sitting there thinking like, your your cousin who you're best friends with, yeah, who fucking like told everybody about you and said this dude is the shit he wasn't he wasn't like the older like brother with his aunt like i'm gonna teach you how to be he was like no this dude's the real deal like yeah he's the real deal he's going out and he's sitting in prison thinking like after years of just sticking to his guns and like you're like gassing you up and telling everybody how fucking rad you are and then he's sitting in prison and he's like Sends some friends out, and he's like, "Where's what, what's up? Where, where's Jesus? I know what the deal is." And he's like, "Oh yeah, well." And he's like, "I'm seeing all the miracles. Like the next step is I'm out of here. Yeah, like, like I'm out, right? <laughs> I read the book. And then they I come read back the book. And they said this and this, and he's like, so he's either like the last step's about to come, or so he said, "Fuck me, right? Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> That's what he said after all that. And then you're sitting there just like." Like, fuck, man, that's fucking, that's heavy, that's sad, that's the sad, that's sad as shit, dude. And then he's sitting there, and and again, thinking like his buddy's been coming down and talking to him, which is giving him hope. He's got all these things of hope, where it's like, dude, think of every fucking sermon, like where it's hope, 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 faith, hope, faith, hope, faith. And he held onto that shit at the bitter end, because even the guy that is his captor is coming down and saying like, and talking to him, hey man, what's like they're they're buds, and then all of a sudden they come, the guards come down. Cool, like what's what's the deal? Oh, I'm getting out. Fucking, it's time. Yeah. Like, or maybe not. Maybe yeah, like, what, I don't you know. know. And like, am I gonna go talk to Herod? Like, are we gonna chill some? And it's like, you're no, this is a wrap, dude. And it's like, just put his head on the chopping block and God damn it. Yeah, you know, like what, what, like I mean, was John's last fucking thought like, what the hell did I do all this for? Is that the epitome of like everybody when they're at the end when they're on their deathbed and they're just like, like was it was that a fucking test like what? I I don't know. That's why I love. This. I did not. We should not have gone this meta with this. But like that's the saddest fucking thing I think I can think of in the box. Well, I, I, it can't be. Can't, it can't be, be, but be. The saddest thing. But God, that's that that's actually why I like this story so much. Yeah. Or I find it so fascinating because it's, it's so dark, right? 
and I don't know where to go with this. So everybody, thank you again for <laughs> thank you for going down this rabbit hole with this shit. <laughs> yeah, this is not a children's book. It really isn't. It's, yeah. So they can make a movie off this shit if you know it's anybody other than Mel Gibson. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, yeah. Thank thanks, you. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, and uh, like, comment, subscribe. Yes. What am I, what am I yeah. <laughs> check us out on Instagram. Check us on Facebook. Uh, let let other people know that if you know somebody that would really have their mind blown and they can handle this darkness, yeah, please yeah, yeah, yeah. recommend this. Uh, some of our other episodes. We'll do we- something light like Jonah here soon. <laughs> Actually, that's something else. Recommendations. Give us some recommendations. I don't do yeah. any of the research, so that's why I'm saying that. So anyway, <laughs> thank you guys. Appreciate everything you guys do for us, and thank you for hanging out with us. Night. Night.